Hey everybody, coming up on today's show, and before we get started, back by popular demand, we have Sideshot in the house. Hey Sideshot, how are you? Hi, I'm good. How about you? Good, thank you. Oh hey, wow, you seem hey, natural let at me, this. Let me do a dad you, moment oh, here. Talk into the microphone. Lean forward. Put your back into it. All right, sorry. Carry on, Jay. And, and by the way, that's <laughs> Keith over there, everybody, if you didn't already know the uh, the dad of the hour. But um, today, uh, we've got an interesting lineup of topics of discussion. And first and foremost, it's in, in it's, it's October, so that means playoff Major League Baseball is going on, which is awesome. <laughs> Here we go. Keith and I are very excited about this, so just telling you that. So anyway, yeah. we're going to talk. Just, just here's some meat on meat on the bone. Um, Side shot brought to us the uh, Lexus uh, uh, LX uh, that has just kind of reared its head. We're going to talk a little bit about that today. What else we got, Keith? What else we're going to talk uh, about? This is courtesy of of Side Shot of what's his name sitting next to me here. Uh, we've got an interesting luxury EV line to talk about called Lucid. Lucid. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, with a name that kind of sounds like a tablet, but we'll we'll get to that. Um, yeah. We're going to talk a little bit about uh, the new Winnebago Hike 100 uh, that is out. Uh, that seems to be a good fit for you smaller vehicle owners that don't have quite uh, the ability to to pull around huge trailers. So we're going to talk a little yeah. bit about that. The RV industry is evolving as well, and it's interesting to watch some of these changes. Uh, yeah. Yeah, we got some SEMA stuff too, right? Yeah, we got a little SEMA stuff and some some uh, we want to call it a global no, a Midwest Rust Belt pack among some governors and EV charging network. So right on all of that coming up right after this. Seventeen wins in a row. So we're going to talk about the Lexus LX that was just revealed. Um, thank you, uh, Sideshot, for bringing that to our attention. I think we may have known a little bit about it, but you're a little bit more excited than we were. Um, this is like the fourth generation. And previous to that, the third had like maybe two or three, maybe even four facelifts. But this was a completely, completely over-the-top change, man, I think in comparison to what the old LX was. Would you guys agree with that? I would say so. Yeah, so, um, well, Lexus is telling it, it, us it is, for sure. Mm -hmm. uh, there's a lot of but, things that they have changed. Um, and I'm going to get the hate mail. Here we go. You ready for this? That's us have it, man. I'm going to get the this, hate mail. This is what we do. My first honest response when, when I watched their reveal was... Mm -hmm. I just and first of all, when Lexus does these reveals and they've done this to us before, mm -hmm. um, it's kind of like they just drop a three-minute video, like a commercial on YouTube. Like there's not this like, like you know when Ford does a release, for example, like on the F-150 Lightning, it was an event, mm -hmm. right? Same with the yeah. Mach-E. Yeah. Nissan did the uh, the new Z, right? The Proto Z. Right. It was a big yeah, event. Yeah, even the Frontier was a nice event as well. Lexus yeah. was like, man, here's your new commercial. I mean, I yeah. expected it to be pretty long. They did the same thing with the Tundra, right? So, especially my... as, and, and to that point, though, Keith, sorry for breaking in on you, but to, to that point is that when you have a flagship vehicle like this come out with a completely redesigned, even underpinning the whole nine yards. I mean, this is on a new platform um, for them. It's on, now on the Tundra platform which makes sense for them from a global economic standpoint. I get that. But to not offer this vehicle, and there were a lot of really upset Tundra owners that were looking forward to that Tundra coming out, but what's missing here? What's missing? Well, you're talking engine, right? I am talking engine, yes. I, I got to say, my first response when I saw this thing, I'm going to get slugged for this. I looked at it and I went... Yeah, it looks the same as the other one. It looks the same as the last 
body style to me. I know, I know, you guys, I know there are some subtle changes, but you can look at that thing and you instantly know it's an LX. That's what they well, want, though, isn't it? Yeah, I don't think they, and that's a good point, side shot, that they don't, they don't want to lose identity with, with, with themselves in that regard. There are some subtle changes. Now, if you take a look at the NX that they teased us and brought out, what, several months ago, um, you know the rear the rear tail light, tail lights are very similar to the yeah. uh, the LX and NX, and then everybody's got that that one mono light across the back that goes it's, all the way across the back. I don't understand this that. This is going to be one of these things, Jay, where we're going to look back on it in a decade, and it's either going to be like, oh yeah, that was cool, or ooh, that's so dated. You know, it's it's right. going to be a, a, a it's definitely a style defining feature of this era. Okay, so engine. So they're going they're doing the same thing they did with the Tundra. There is no V8 option. That's where you were leading with this, right? That's exactly right. Um, it's going to be the V35A twin um, turbocharged V6. That's correct. And the 3. difference 5 between 3.5 liter if you're if you're if you're counting. That is correct. 3.5 liter delivery cam, twin turbo. Um, however, the I think the horsepower they're going to be getting out of this thing is around 409 um, which is up from the standard yeah. um, iForce V6 that they're putting in the Tundra. I think when you get into the iForce Max Tundra 3.5 liter, it, that hybrid is going to have similar uh, horsepower output as this, this Lexus. Now, the difference between that Tundra and this one is the Tundra is a bit detuned. Um, this one is a little more which, tuned. So, Toyota is known to do that, and right. they typically do it to help with engine longevity. Correct. And also, there's going to be some EPA requirements that have to be met. How do you do that? You have to adjust the tuning in order to meet the, the criteria. Um, I, I'm going to say this, and you're probably going to think I'm crazy here for saying this, Keith, but and, and maybe you you will as well, Sideshot, but when I looked at this thing, I thought it, it to me it appeared to be a bit bigger than the old one, um, and it seemed to be a bit more square-bodied than the old one, and so the lines were not as rounded, they were more refined, yeah. and you could see that in the hood. The hood well, itself doesn't have that, that round down nose, right? No one has ever cared on this vehicle about aerodynamics. That's just not what this thing's about. You don't buy this SUV if you're concerned about fuel economy. And it was the same with the Land Cruiser, which has been discontinued. Well, um, right? Like, yes. this is not a car that you go, what's the MPG, right? Like, this is no. this is flagship luxury you know, and and what, some of the luxury from the inside, it looks like they're utilizing that extra space with some interesting things, right? And so at first, I was like, actually, from a distance, it looked like the car was small. I don't know what that was, but I got it when the camera got up close to it. I was like, wow, this is a big car. I'm wondering what they're gonna do with this. Yeah, absolutely, and that's a that's a good point. And to that point. The I think they're the luxury version of this thing uh, is going to come standard with 22 inch wheels on it, man, which is pretty incredible. It's not um, an off road. It's just not really designed. I mean, you could take it camping, but it's not well, like an overland. It, it's not. It's not what what you would hope for. Even right. though it is equipped with you know what is it the what do they call it the MTS. Um, the crawl features and those sorts of things, the drive modes that are, yeah. are you know that you have like in the TRD package of the Tacoma. I think the Tundra TRD package also had that as well. But this is nothing new to, to this model. I think that previous years had the same uh, drive modes and stuff. Now we're just dealing with a, a different powertrain as well as a transmission setup. This is a 10-speed automatic transmission, so it's designed for for, it's designed around being able to take it off road, um, and they give you that because they oh, yeah. have the they have the the height adjustments. Oh, I can't wait H2. for the comments on this one. Uh, I, I'm going to get a ton of what well, you said. You couldn't. No, it's not what I said. I didn't say you couldn't take <laughs> it off road. I just said it's not really targeting the overlanding crowd. Okay, it, let's just be clear. We welcome and your comments, everyone. Please, right. <laughs> please, and thank you, and make sure you hit the subscribe button on the way. Jay, it's weird having to talk to two people instead of just me, isn't it? 
it's a little it's, uh, disconcerting. It, it, it is, but I think it, it broadens our horizons. It gets different opinions, and I and and I know that's what we're in store for. So, side shot, you were about to say. <laughs> oh, uh, so yeah, it's not the perfect off-roader, but if I guess if you want to take it on like a an easy trail or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe it was near your house. You probably wouldn't take it up a mountain, but right. it's trying to be a good off-roader. You could. I, it's, but it's also kind of turning into like a VIP car. Yeah, I'm not sure how much right. you want to beat up uh, one a nice luxury yeah. SUV like that, right. like, you know, by taking it off-road. Well, and speaking of the VIP uh, car, there is a VIP setup for this thing. And if you looked at the interior of this thing, it's just amazing some of the um, uh, you know the creature comforts that you have with this thing the technology that has gone into this first of all they have a 12.3 upper screen inch 12.3 inch upper screen and then a seven inch lower screen um, so which obviously adds to that experience that you're going to have across the board um, you can control everything from the uh, front of the cabin um, yeah, at, the, at your fingertip. It, you know, if you it, don't put that feature in now, you're, oh, you're like, right. I think you're to the point where you're losing sales. You know, absolutely, you are. But it's 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 well thought out in space, I think, because if you notice the the front passenger seat will it, it will go all the way up and fold down and it get itself just basically virtually out of the way if you're going to lower that yep. rear passenger seat to yep. you know carry say some you know a ladder or something you know something a little bit longer than usual the one thing that i found odd about it though which most of the suvs are going in this direction maybe i just can't see it or i missed it but did you see a split tailgate on this thing uh, I did well, not. It was, it's easy to miss in like the very short, you know, footage that we had. I did not see it, but are you gonna want that? I mean, I guess you would. You know, yeah. you could potentially want that in a luxury. I, yeah, I think so. I, I, I think it's. I think to some degree in this day and time with a vehicle like this, it's kind of necessary. Um, because it becomes a little bit more utilitarian if you have that. I mean, let's face it: the Ford Bronco full size has it now. Um, yeah. They might, they mm -hmm. might, and and everybody stay tuned. Make sure you're subscribed. When this information becomes available, we'll let you know for sure. But I could potentially see this being a deal where, depending on the package that you get, right, or mm -hmm. the grade, mm -hmm. as Lexus calls it, some of them right. may have that split tailgate configuration, mm. right? Right. So you might have to you might have to upgrade your package to get that. Now now Lexus says right now we know there's going to be five grades. Five mm -hmm. I'm holding holding my hand up that's, to show that's five, right. right? That's right. a good range. So here they are. Do you you know what they are? You want me to call them out? I don't know what All right. they are. So standard, of course, right? Mm -hmm. Premium, yep. luxury, and first ever and this is a big deal to people like this. F Sport mm -hmm. on the LX. Not that is a big deal. Sport on the LX. I did see that. And ultra luxury, right? Yeah. So, so getting F Sport on their flagship SUV, which typically it, I think it was first introduced in like what was it the NX? It was the one of the smaller ones. Yeah. I think it, it was, was the NX. So there you go. It's made its way all the way up to the top now. Yeah. So, so side shot question for you now, um, with the the. The F, do you? I mean, how do you see that one selling in comparison to just the, just the luxury models? I think so. Based on like what I've seen and how many people buy that F Sport out of I don't know, like maybe it even just the SUVs like an RX or an NX. Mm -hmm. I think that'll do well for them. You know, it's not going to be like every one you see out there, but I'm thinking a lot of people will like that because it looks a lot sportier right and you know why i think they did that i think it's a great marketing strategy for them with this particular vehicle why is that because i think that they're going to attract a lot of older buyers older uh generation for the the flagship luxury version of this mm -hmm. thing but then you can appeal to that say 30 something or 40 something crowd with an f sport version of this and i think it was a wise decision on their behalf and I think they'll keep it you know, reasonably priced. Um, I don't think it'll be out of the out of you know out of line with anything else out there because you're going to get a lot with that anyway. One thing that I noticed on the luxury uh, uh, version of this thing, 
um, was those two back seats. Those they're like almost like captain's chairs. Yeah, we're man. looking at a picture of them now, and they do look. I mean, okay, so on the one hand, you're giving up seating capacity, which is such a huge deal in the automotive industry. Like, manufacturers are just scared to have, you know, if they don't have that third, three people in a, in a row seating, it's like, oh, we're going to lose a sale, right? Because I got right. three kids or whatever. Right. Lexus is taking the approach on this vehicle that uh, they're okay with that. Like, hey, man, this is a luxury vehicle. It's to transport you know i mean it's not it's not a soccer mom mobile right no it's 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 an elite model it, it in my opinion it's up there with the like cadillac escalade or yeah. the the tahoe you know those types of vehicles and again those are vehicles that are not really necessarily designed for the utilitarian side of it that yep. it's capable of it's more geared towards that comfort level um, and it becomes what we call a VIP type car. Yeah. Um, and so again, you know, Sideshot brought this up earlier in, in this segment that that's what he felt like. It, it looked like the direction it was going in, and I don't disagree with that because some of the other features on the backs, the back seats, are those massage functions. You can physically control all the. You can massage your lumbar. You're, you get you can get a full body uh, uh, work workup, man. It's yep. just insane. I mean, you can put people to sleep in the back seat, no problem with that stuff, man. Well, here you go, man. Realtors have historically loved this vehicle anyway, mm -hmm. you know, and and it's a little bit of an expensive ride to do like an Uber or a Lyft in, but hey, you know, right. if you request the premium transportation, here you go. So, I mean, I mean, kind of talking on that. Do you, I have a question for either of you? Do you know if they will have in the second row three seats on any of the grades? Ooh, that's a that's a good question, and we'll make we'll sure you hit look, subscribe, everybody, and we'll give you an right. update. And we that. will look into that. Um, there may be, uh, but I don't know why they would want to do that with this one. But that that doesn't mean that there is maybe in the sport version of it they do. Um, I'm thinking. Yeah, so. I I do yeah. think if it it is like. Let's say you're a realtor who has three kids, right? <laughs> and right. so you need that duality of, right? And you might want mm -hmm. a full bench in the back seat or something like that. That's right. Yeah. And that that is a strong possibility. Um, here's the here's the thing that I know that's gonna gonna get Keith just he's either gonna chuckle or <laughs> As or if the Braves hat didn't get me already. Go ahead, buddy. <laughs> right. He's either gonna <laughs> chuckle at me about this, but I just kind of think that and we you have heard us say this over and over again. We are continuous, continuously watching these just they're, – they're taking polls. They're live polling yeah. their customer base. And when Toyota said, okay, no more Land Cruiser, there was a lot of upset people out there. Um, and the thought was, well, maybe they'll come back with it. We don't know. We haven't heard that for certain. But how do you go about changing that vehicle from what it was – to what it's going to be without doing some live testing. How do you do that? You might go to your luxury flagship line and go over there and start trying out some of the features that are on this LX, this new LX, that could show itself up in that Land Cruiser. Um, so we'll see. And because the first thing I that crossed... I told you so. <laughs> the first thing that crossed my mind when I saw this, oh, you know, this could end up replacing the Land Cruiser some I, of this technology. I, I, I just intentionally marked that there. So we can just come back to that little I told you so in six months. Okay, so you're probably right, and I would agree. Um, mm -hmm. You know, Toyota, we've we've pointed to this. You know, the parent, like, I guess technically Toyota is the parent company of Lexus. Um, that they have sort of laid back and watched and waited and gauged. Live polling is a term, Jay, you like to use. Right. Um, I think this is no different. I think, you know, when they made that announcement of the Land Cruiser being discontinued, and at, at some point early on, we thought, ooh, well, the LX may not continue either. Right. And then shortly after, Toyota said, no, 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 we're going to continue that one. So now, a couple key details here that tie into that, right? So what do you typically do? Like Jay said, you do it in your flagship platform first. Why? like Jay said, to help absorb some of that cost, right? So right. It, it's more, 
it's more expensive to retool your line to redo all these things. You have to do that on your premium vehicles first to absorb that cost. Okay, so new platform here, GA-F is mm-hmm. GAF is what right. they're calling the platform for this one. Uh, right. It's 441 pounds lighter than the previous generation, which is, a, I think, a pretty big deal. I feel like most of that's probably because of the loss of that V8 engine, but, you know. I, I agree, I agree, yeah. Um, Some of the underpinnings are different. The, the, with, the, with the same body, the platform they're using is a Tundra that helped them out. And, so. and Lexus loves this whole body on frame thing. They love to point right. to that body on frame, body on frame. Like, that's just their big, you know, mm-hmm. And, and part of, I think, one of the things that makes this thing so cool is because they have stayed true to its roots. And the way it was built from the very first generation, people just loved that, that platform. Mm-hmm. And they've been right. very careful to not deviate too far from that. Right. Again, people it, don't care that it's a brick. People just don't right. care. They don't care. They like the luxury, the comfort, the VIP feel that they get with that. Now, where it could not be truer than another region of the world, which is Saudi Arabia. Um, the Saudi <laughs> the Saudi Arabians absolutely love Toyota and Lexus. Um, the LX has been a desirable vehicle for uh, yeah. their dem- demographic. Yep. And so I think that you know, I think a lot of people in this country get a little little lost. In thinking that we're the, we're the only ones out there, when Toyota is secretly and Lexus is secretly back there making oh. Land Cruisers for other other customer bases as Those well as oil barons have to get around somehow, man. <laughs> that's right. So, I to to say that we'll never see another Land Cruiser, I think, is completely wrong. I think we will. Um, it'll come back, and I think that it's it that what you are seeing right now is the uh, a, a tidbit of what it may look like in say two years. We'll see two, three years. So, throw that out there again if you'd like, and and we'll we'll um we'll see because I will tell you so. I'll just say I hate that. to say I told you so. Yeah, All right. that's right. So here's a little side bonus round. Uh, we'll just mention that along the lines of that Saudi Arabian market, um, that that we saw an interesting reveal that Lexus made on that feed, which was a a, a UTV. Right, ATV. Think, right. think four four wheeler for you traditionalists, right? right? That right. was hydrogen based. It was a concept vehicle. Um, you know, they're trying to do a green movement. Uh, I'm not sure how well that would go over with the off road woods crowd, but right. yeah, it's, in, it's interesting as a concept. I'm just not sure how. I I love I love hydrogen stuff. I just am not sure how realistic that is going to be for and you know uh, uh, what do you uh, an off road sports crowd right really, power sports really to establish to start doing that the first thing we need to do is maybe just start putting hydrogen stations at gas stations or most gas stations and then you could probably say hey we're coming out with this ATV powered on hydrogen so you're what 11 let's get that thesis going start yeah. writing that paper now we'll get you doogie housard right up into a college diploma if you can just get that done in the next couple of years what do you think <laughs> yeah do you there even you know who doogie hey. housard is do you get that reference uh no. he was a shot cho- it was a tv show uh character played by neil patrick harris child genius that became a doctor oh. uh like way before his time like basically he was still a teenager and he already had his you know, medical degree. All right, I digress. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so here we are. We have Lexus not only bringing back, you know, bringing out the uh, this next generation of the LX, but they're also bringing out a hydrogen uh, fueled right, um, right. ATV. Well, why not? Because Honda just revealed their jet uh, the same time today. So, yeah. you know, there you go. So, don't you find it interesting the time that we are in right now? If you are not a Please, 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 please get your head out of the sand, people. This industry is changing so quickly in a highly advanced technological form than we have ever seen it before. So I can't wait to see what the vehicles are going to look like. Let me let me ask you a question, Jay. So as somebody that's served his time behind a desk in the automotive industry. Yes. Served his time in the R&D department in the automotive industry. Right. Do you think maybe 
there's a possibility here that some of these designers, that some of these engineering teams, in light of the pandemic and the remote work from home, were able to get through some concept stuff that they've been kind of holding back on for a while because they didn't have the number of interruptions and distractions that they would normally in, in a typical corporate office space, like, you know, at Toyota corporate headquarters. I mean, I'm just kind of spitballing here, but does it seem maybe like why we're seeing some of this stuff come out now? Um, it could be part of the reason, Keith. I mean, the pandemic has certainly changed a lot of the way we do things today and certainly being isolated and having your own space to work with and not being distracted certainly helps that create those creative juices get out there a lot more frequently and steadily um i think though that we are in a place and time of technology growth that them paired the pandemic and technology that we have at hand it's like well we already ha know how to do this so why don't we just go ahead and put it to use now let's just start testing it why yeah. not and yeah. i and i mean let's face it i mean captain kirk just flew on a rocket you know finally i mean he was he was on the enterprise back in the 60s man and, he, yeah. and he's now finally getting on up into space at, for at like real. 90 right 90 years like 90? old man yeah yeah, yeah. So think about it. We, you just put couple all that together do you think with technology he did any, advancements. I, now, I didn't catch it. I, I'll have to go back and watch it. But do you think he did any of the, uh, you know, like like Warp 7? Like, you know, just <laughs> just did any of the whole, like, you know, set phases uh, on stuff? On like, my, you wouldn't, wouldn't you be yeah. tempted when you got on board to just, you right. know, captain on, on my, the bridge? Uh, oh, right? absolutely, man. Absolutely. Or you have the helm. Uh, you know, right. something like that. But yeah, I, I, I do. I think it's great. But I just think that we just happen to be in a place and time in in our lives uh, that the growth of technology is it, it's it's just oozing out, man. Yeah. I mean, there's so much going on, and the pandemic has made us forced us to rethink how we do things in a better way and maybe a more technologically advanced yeah. way, so that we don't stumble out of the chute like we did in the beginning of this pandemic. Little, so, little recalibration maybe, right? I, I think it is a recalibration. I, I said that before, you know, where I, I think that, that Ford has done that. Um, Ford has proven that they can not just give it up and throw their hands up in the air. They, they basically recalibrated. Um, they didn't throw yeah. it all away. They just said, we're going to do this. And if there isn't one bigger uh, automaker out, GM, has basically recalibrated everything they're going to do. And, yeah. uh, I mean, it's just amazing the direction that we're heading in, in, in the automotive industry. And, and you know, this is this is just another example with technology. The technology in this LX is so far advanced from any other vehicle that we have. And we're going to talk about it in another another vehicle that, that's out there coming up soon. But, um, you know, anyway. Yeah, so it's, it's, let, well, let's We're in here. exciting times. It's a good segue, times. Jay. So, uh, and for those of you that are just joining us on the YouTube side, thank you. Uh, we have a podcast as well. You can find that on our website over at partscounterguru.com. There's a podcast tab near the top leftish of the website. Click on that. It'll take you to all, whatever your favorite podcast platform is, you'll find it there. Uh, it's, we, our podcast is, is free just like all other po po fine podcasts as I spit on myself over here. But now, um, before yes. we move on, yeah. Oh, okay. Here we go. So I, I think we should get everybody's votes. Okay. Including uh, anybody watching yep. this down in the comments. Tell us what you think about the LX. What do you think about it? Okay. Yeah. I'd let's love uh, yeah. let's get some opinions. Yeah, and do that. You know how to do that. Just. In the comment section, just leave a comment and yeah. make sure before you leave our page that you turn that subscribe button to gray. You, you hit it, it turns. If you're not subscribed, it'll be red. If you are subscribed, it'll be gray. There you go. And we need your we need your help. We need to keep doing this, and we're looking forward to it. So, so um, yeah, we're we're having a little bit of a technical challenge this week. Uh, working on some equipment, everybody. Sorry for any glitchiness that you witnessed. It also occurred to me, Jay, probably not the best color choice to be in front of a green screen with. Uh, you know, blue hat, blue shirt. We'll, we'll see how that works out. I might end up shirtless in some of these videos, everybody, or the you Invisible Man. Just, Who knows? You should now. just. Well, you can always put unicorns and stuff yeah. on there, man. So yeah. you know, unicorns and rainbows. <laughs> yeah. There you go. So um, 
one day, son, this could all be yours. Here, why don't you bring us into the next segment? Let's get you. Let's get you. Let's, let's get, get you your, going. Uh, yeah. So, so I'll, I'll just say this, and then you can you can bring us in. You found this. You told Jay and I both about it. So I think it's only fitting that you explain to everyone the importance here of what we're about to talk about. Take it away. So I have been really interested in this company called Lucid, who has started out of Arizona. And they are an electric car company, and they have been working on... It's almost like the LX. They're trying to get like different types of people... Uh, maybe like luxury car people or sports car people into their car which is called the Lucid Air so and we're a little late on this but now that it when they first launched their first car um, I it's somewhere on the I can't remember the name um, but it was the Lucid Air and then there's a name behind it and it was like $140,000, but it was an ultra-luxury premium yeah. uh, so, car. So they've dialed it back. I'll, let me step in here and help you out. And they are now kind of targeting what looks to me like the Model S crowd, right? Yes. Like, like that price range. Just under 100000 77000 I think yeah, they start. It's the Air Pure. And they finally gotten it down to like... I guess BMW 5 Series yep, prices. Yep, yep, yep. And they are... It's so interesting. They're doing very well. But I really don't hear a lot of talk about them. Well, they're a smaller Let's... company. Uh, they have three editions of the Air. There's the Dream Edition, the Grand Touring Edition, and the Touring Edition. Which the dream? The oh, dream. actually, four. The pure. Four. The pure. Sorry, my fault. Yeah. See, this the is pure, why I let you run with this. The pure is the cheapest one that. Here in the uh, luxury car industry, we don't say cheap; we say the least expensive. So the so the, the Lucid Air, I think. Yeah. So the Lucid Air, um, you could put a deposit down on it for a. Th- you could reserve one for a thousand, but the, the Lucid Air Dream. Seventy-five hundred dollars is what it cost you to reserve that baby, and yeah. it sold out. They sold yeah. out of that. One hundred sixty-nine thousand dollar EV. Yeah, reservations d- sold out. Yeah, right. I tell you what, though, I think this thing could be a Tesla killer. Thousand uh, eleven horsepower. It really, it right. really is in the when range. You, is something five hundred five hundred twenty on the top on the yep. dream for, for the yep dream like, edition. Yep, unbelievable. Um, yeah, 500 mile electric sedan range is just, I mean, okay. it's it's, un, it's unheard of. Okay. Now, because they got the what glass roof, Jay. Here we go again with the glass roofs, right? Well, will they fall out? That's the I question. Mean, you know, we'll find Tesla out. Tesla and Ford have both had problems with that. Now, what are some things that you think matter in 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 feature wise or you know design wise in this Lucid that are noteworthy? So this car is very like technologically advanced they're okay. really focusing on kind of the interface and almost making it about you so there's a lot of personalization features and there's just it's like a huge screen at the front you, you know as we're seeing in all mm-hmm. cars now and they really care about how well this is it's not like you know you click a button and you wait for android auto to connect for 20 seconds and then it says error sound like you're speaking from personal experience there right right some of the other uh technological uh uh pieces of this vehicle that uh, are surprising not surprising to me uh, but they're building towards the future is uh dream drive you you were talking about that a little bit i think and it's a it's an eight ass uh, basically, and it, they've introduced this. It's the first automotive lidar in the U.S. Basically, this thing is um, it's it's advanced driver assistance, uh, and it has uh, 14 visible light cameras, five radars, four surround view cameras, and ultrasonic sensors. And the reason why they're doing this is for aut- fully autonomous driving. Yep, which so isn't going to happen anytime soon, but. I right. know. So, Everybody wants it. Yeah. They're trying the, to get the level three autonomy yeah. by near future. 
Right. Sure. And and this how do you do that? Well, you equip your vehicles with everything it takes. You just kind of wait on the software to catch up with it and all of the technology to kind of catch up with it. Now, we said this earlier, we do not believe, Keith and I strongly believe, that we are not ready for just average everyday person uh, owning an autonomous, a fully autonomous vehicle. We are just not ready for it. Now, where the autonomous vehicles come into play is something that we were talking about with the commercial vehicles. Um, with the current truck driver shortages that we have for long haul, there that could be an answer to that problem um, of fatigue and those sorts of things where you've got a fully electric, say, commercial vehicle uh, that is powered uh, by these types of devices, and they can... they they're just fully autonomous and they just get there and back and you never you don't have to worry there's no and how do you do that a dedicated lane right we we've, we've mentioned that on several several podcasts about autonomous vehicles there's gonna have to be infrastructure change somehow somewhere anyway mm-hmm. so for those of you that are like oh we're never going to be able to afford to do that or there's not the you oh, know yeah. real estate space to do it or whatever okay but there's gonna have to be something if it's not right. Jay's dedicated lane, it's going to have to be something. That's right. What do you think it'll be, side shot? Uh, Why not just build over the top of the existing freeway system, right? Yeah. Or, like, you know, um, Tesla, I don't... They... Elon Musk, and he has the Boring Company, and I'll... Uh, quite a bit a while ago, he was talking about how he would make an underground yep. tunnel system. Could tunnel your way, yeah. yeah. It's going to be more you of could. a problem in some areas of the world than others, but yeah. Right. And with all the technology advancements that we have had over the last, you know, just as little as five years, I think that these things are becoming more and more of a of a of an actual option for us to try to get there, and, and we'll see how that happens, but. Lucid is a is a beautiful vehicle. Um, I do like the fact that that they're they look very futuristic, and I like that. Yeah, I, I really dig that with this type of a vehicle. Um, but again, I, I still can't get past the name. Um, I mean, feel like we should be you know, dropping Lucid, acid. Right. Well, Lucid Lucid Air. Um, I mean, it sounds like a, a tablet or something. I mean, you know, yeah. and, and and they've got an SUV uh, that's going to be coming as well, and they, they, they're working on it. It's called Project Gravity. Um, they unveiled it in September of 2020, I believe. Um, so it'll, it'll be uh, – that's going to be their SUV uh, entry. I don't know how much further uh, they've gone with it since it was released. Um Hey, I didn't even know about that. Oh, yeah, yeah. But also, yeah, that'll probably do well for them. Well, there I goes another. So. There goes another five hundred hours of internet time. Jay, he'll be online right. checking it out. Right there, you go. So keep us informed. You know when that when that's available. But I, I think that again, and, and don't be surprised, folks. I mean, we've got companies out there that okay. It took Elon Musk 12 years to make 100,000 electric vehicles, right? Now you've got two companies in China that have been able to produce each a couple, you know, 100,000 or more vehicles in about half that time. Do you see where I'm going with that? So for, for folks that are saying that, nah, you know, it's just a flash in the pan, well, these electric vehicles will never happen. Well, there's a lot more out going on out there than, than a lot of people know. This is a component of Moore's about. Law. Moore's Law, for those of you that care, uh, basically the rate at which things can double upon themselves. So uh, look, Google it if you're interested. But yeah, so that Moore's Law aspect is definitely in play on the EV side. Oh, absolutely is. I am under the understanding that they have produced this lucid air uh it rolled off the assembly line in september of this year 2021 Mm -hmm. um i don't know to who it went to to what customer or if it was delivered um but i am really excited about this this line i want to keep keep up on it um i like its wide stance the body style i I love i love it yeah i love it's really super low profile um to me it just exudes luxury 
and that's why you're going to pay you know 160 something grand for their for their top of the line but again keith and i always tell you this who's going to buy this stuff well somebody will buy this stuff probably those vips Yeah. And but what does that do for our technology? What does that do for the auto industry? It opens up the doors for myself, you Keith, you side shot in the future to be able to afford to buy one of these things because we have to rely on these types of startup companies to produce these vehicles to get this technology out there and actually test it in real time to see how it works and I think this is going to be a winner. And you know, you can thank Elon for for starting yeah. this whole thing. You know, for sure. I mean, Elon, got to give, got to give cred where creds due. Um, guy took a chance, and it's no, the best. No, come selling. on, Jay. Ford and Chevy made a bunch of lead acid Rangers and Chevy S10 pickup trucks back in the like '90s <laughs> for AutoZone. That yeah, uh, really were the founders of. You know, technically Ford owns. You know, they've invested in Rivian, so technically Ford was first. I mean, this is all we get. All this. No, actually, of, Amazon owns Rivian. Oh, right, right. Th- these are all they will. comments that we have read on our. Yeah. By the way, we welcome your comments, everybody. Make sure you leave one before you leave. Also, you yeah. know how we were talking about those people out there, weird things going into the mic. Mm-hmm. You're probably more annoying to them because. Oh, right. Well, I, I paid my to be here. Off, when I take so, my headphones off, to like clean them because it's so hot so, out here. So wait a second. You mean, you mean that the person that paid to be here in this spot that in reality is helping fund the paychecks going to the people out there doing the work, those people might be annoyed by me? Is that just to make sure I understand your comment? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Oh, and also it's kind of like hurting my ears. Okay. So uh, anyway, uh, well, it, nothing beats a good leaf blower at 7 a.m. That's all I'm saying. Right. Like that, right. Yeah. So Stay tuned for updates on it. Make sure you hit that subscribe button. And when you hit that subscribe button, if you're not subscribed, it will change from red to gray. And um, if you are subscribed, just stay subscribed. We, we need you to stay on board. We, we, we appreciate it. Thank you for all the help. Yep. Uh, guru.com forward slash podcast, by the way. Or just parsekindofguru.com. Hit the podcast button, too, as well. So so thank you guys for, for all that. So Awesome. Okay, so speaking of exciting things up and coming, um, what's all this stuff about SEMA? What's going on at SEMA this year? Anything? No, you think it's going to no, be electric nothing. vehicles or anything? Nah. It's, uh, it, any yeah. uh, overlanding stuff? You think people will be overlanding at all? No. No, no, no. Not at all, man. I've, I'm telling you, from what I've seen, uh, from the hundreds of um vendors that we've checked out like here's a real world example we had a vendor sent out a press release yesterday uh on a product that they were going to unveil at sema and i from what i could tell i think it crashed their website or their mail servers because we tried to reach back out to their pr person for an interview and their mail servers just puked so right. yeah, nobody nobody's interested in doing any of that right now. Nobody's interested. But what we can tell you about SEMA is that we, Keith and I, will be there. Uh, we have reached out to numerous individuals who we hope we can um, uh, interview or or live cast or live podcast yep. from their booths or with them or whatever. Even if we don't have people with us to do it, we're still going to be doing it. We're going to be talking about some of the events that are going on. But some of the neat things that are happening. Um, you know, Mopar uh, basically, or let's just say Stellantis, because that's what they fall under, uh, the Ram and Jeep uh, line, uh, will be heavily uh, boosted at SEMA with some of their concept vehicles uh, this year. And we're going to try to bring that to you. That's um, right. Here. And how can you find out if uh, and when this becomes a thing when they release this information when they do their press release when they unveil if you will these concept vehicles how can you find out how can you learn about those you want you got this one side shot you know what i'm just gonna let you do make it. sure you hit that subscribe button ring the bell we will be going live at sema all week we'll 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 live cast yeah. it right to your mobile device yeah. if you so choose it, exactly now here's the, here's the thing all right so mopar is keeping the details under wraps right now uh, until SEMA kicks off, and we'll be there for that kickoff. Uh, they've released some teaser images of some things. Um, you can check that out. You can go to the, the Mopar uh, website or 
you, I'll, I'll drop a link in this video. Um, but they hinted at a modified uh, version of the Jeep Wrangler 4xe plug-in yeah, hybrid. So- this is what you were talking about at the beginning of the segment here, yeah. where you said nobody's interested in this stuff. This no. stuff is just going gangbusters at SEMA. Like, it is hugely popular, wildly popular. Mm-hmm. So, Jay, I know you were joking, but, yeah, it's going to be wall-to-wall Overland, right? So, it's Jeep is be. smart to mm-hmm. to position this, right? They, they, they are, as well as the Ram 1500 TRX, which is also an off-roader. Um, and there's a uh, there's a concept that's going to be based on a vintage Jeep uh, J series pickup, um, the first uh, Jeep model to wear the Gladiator name, from what we understand. Um, and so what we now, know Gladiator, is that that means if you're going without underwear. Oh no, that's Commando. Sorry. Okay. That's Commando. Ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the other Jeep, right? And there a right. Jeep. There was a, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Something like that. Commando or Commander or something like that. Anyway, but Mopar announced uh, they had a line of parts and accessories uh, for the uh, Jeep uh, Wrangler 4xe, and they will, and, and it includes uh, lift kits, tube doors, rock rails, winch, uh, home charging station, yada, yada, yada. I mean, the works. Um, they also will have an all-electric Wrangler concept there, um, and so we'll, we'll be... We'll be covering that and taking a look at that as well for you, so you got to stay tuned for that. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I am as well. Um, and what I saw in the press releases, and because nobody's camping anymore right? Uh, or, nah. or overlanding, but there was an image of the uh, Ram 1500 TRX with a bed rack on it as well as a tent set up nice and neatly beside it so that tells me they're going after the overland crowd i have seen more rooftop tents in this undisclosed location where we're broadcasting from Mm -hmm. now yeah side shot and i this week uh than i've ever seen in this undisclosed location previously it it there's a lot (laughs) yeah yeah, yeah, there is a lot. Yeah, I, I I've seen it here too, man. It's just it's unbelievable. Um, so there you go. Stay tuned for SEMA show. We'll be there. Come on, make sure you subscribe. Hit that subscribe button and pay attention to us because we will be there. And you you won't know unless you subscribe and and hit that bell. So there you go. Um, what else we want to get into? What's next? Let's, Keith? Uh, how about we stay in the camping lane for just a minute? Okay, let's do All that. Idea. So. Now, I, I like the way Winnebago handles their, their media. Uh, they mm-hmm. seem to do a really good job of all the RV companies out there. They, right. tend to, they tend to understand well kind of how things work on social media these days. Right. Um, so, so this is no exception. You know, they made sure to get uh, this out to a lot of places like Motor Trend where we picked it up. But... Winnebago just released something that's we all, everybody contributing to this right now, thinks is interesting for a couple reasons. Uh, it's 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 in their hike line. It's a towable. Now, this is not the first member of that hike lineup. Right, right. Uh, they've done others, but this one they're calling the Hike 100. It's a yep. really, really small towable. Uh, smaller even than their mini Winnies. Now, the hike is designed for more of an overland crowd. So you can pull it off the beaten path. Right. And I think the reason that they're going, this is a hard set. So it's so I had a Jayco Baja way back in the day that was also, you know, high ground clearance, had a toy hauler on the front, but it was a fold down or a pop-up. So mm-hmm. the hard-sided stuff has a little bit more of an advantage if you're going like out in the desert, for example, where right. it gets cold right. at night. Right. Or uh, on the Gulf Coast where it gets hot during the day, right? But these mm-hmm. hikes are designed to get you onto that BLM land where you get a little bit more space away from everybody else. Right. Absolutely it is. And it's very well thought out for that purpose alone, which you have the solar panel option. It's got air conditioning, uh, a very uh, low-profile yeah. air conditioning unit on it. It comes with um, – uh, you've got an induction uh, stove. It's pro- it, it, it can hold up to 20 pound, a 20-pound cylinder of propane. Yeah. Um, it's It's – it just has everything that you would possibly need to get off the grid for a little now, while, man. These things being as small as they are, they're really designed for you to spend your time outside. So you Correct. sleep in it, you cook in it, you you know, there's a bathroom in it, right? 
Um, but mm-hmm. you, you're, it's going to be crowded if you're in there like during the day trying to watch television or podcast or whatever. Yeah. And so the interesting thing to me, and, and I would love to know the research data that Winnebago had that led them to this, um, but Winnebago seems to think that there's a big enough market for these hikes, and they could be right, that there's well, enough people... Because, Jay, more and more people are traveling in their RVs. They're not necessarily camping. They're using them as a vehicle, no pun intended, to get all the way to the other side of the you know country and right. stay for three months. Right, exactly. And you can do that in this if you're willing to go, you know... With a, with a little less amenities, but really, in, in the actually, you're, you're not giving up much other than just space. And if outdoor living is what you want to do, this is perfect. If you just want to, uh, you know, a, a hard shell sleeping environment that's comfortable, that's that's climate controlled, um, it can do all that for you. Plus, this thing, it's got, uh, it has the canopy that comes, the awning that will roll out with lights built into it already. Well, and again, that kind of gives you more outdoor living space, right? It it, it gives you a bigger footprint uh, than you would initially have otherwise. Now, let's face it, this thing is only, it's just under 16 feet uh, long. Um, it is just over 10 feet high, uh, and it's about 8 feet wide. But here, the, the awning length is an additional close to 11 feet so yeah. you're getting a wide enough footprint to really kind of enjoy yourself out of the elements if you need to uh, just sit outside and catch that fresh air otherwise you can be inside now the one thing that i will point out to most people if you're interested in something like this and i want to get into why i think that it's it's interesting and and why winnebago did this um it will only sleep maximum three people it's geared around a two-person environment but there are some of the models that have a a three-person capability you've got full-size bed situation you've got bunk bed you know uh situations it's almost kind of a van life setup except without the van right so like let's say you already have a toyota 4runner or even a, a smaller suv or a crossover you could pull this out with you or Right, or even some of these electric vehicles like a Rivian. Yeah. I mean, a, a Rivian oh, yeah. would be totally capable oh. for this thing. Now, here's my thought on this, okay? There's two things that I think Winnebago has done here. First of all, they realize the market has completely blown up. They're out of trailers, the big full-size ones. You can't right. hardly get them. You can't even get the furniture to go in the dadgum things. That's right. So there's a huge void to fill here. Plus, guess what else you can't hardly buy right now? New vehicles, bigger vehicles. There's a shortage on vehicles, inventory. Right. right, so how do you accommodate that? Well, you build a trailer that's a little bit smaller that could be towed with your existing SUV mm-hmm. where you don't have to go out and buy another vehicle. You just basically give it a towing package. You get the trailer light hookups. You get your hitch, and you're on your way. This yeah. thing is it's, it's not um, So here, it's here not I've that got heavy. the weight. Yeah, I've got them right go here. So, so dry, as we like to call it in the RV industry dry just means like no water in the holding tank uh no propane cylinder filled up no food uh, no food nothing right. like that yeah. right. Not no, no luggage in it right right Tw- they're saying about 2700 pounds and right. then it has a, a max the the gross vehicle weight ratio is 4200 pounds right so it gives you about 1500 pounds worth of stuff and for the, those of you that like math water is roughly it's a little more than eight pounds per gallon so right. I don't, you know, just depending on how much water you want to take with you, there you can do the math on that. But, right. Um, so it, it'll hold. Was it like twenty-five gallons of the gray water, and then uh, you know your drinking water? I think nearly yeah. five gallons. Right. So yeah, which is so pretty good. You're, you, they're being very careful here to keep this thing under forty-five hundred pounds. Yep. They they for, really for are obvious reasons, right? Right. For a lot of reasons, and again, they're they're trying to market to folks that really don't have that capability for anything larger. Yep. Um, it's kind of almost like it's a minimalist van yeah. life type situation here. I think it's a win-win. I think it, they they looked at the market. They saw, yep. hey, you know what? People are not going to stop buying this stuff, but they don't have anything to hook it up to. Why don't we build something that they can hook their existing car up to? The cars are already out there, so why don't yep. we just go ahead and – and I think that's what they targeted here. I think just, it's a win-win situation for them. Just under 16 feet long, and we're expecting as the larger hike is just about 30 grand that it should come in – pretty far under that so yeah sub yeah. thirty thousand. so 
an EV, a Rivian, mm-hmm. could could carry this thing, no problem. Uh, electric SUV, all all electric SUV could carry this thing. So there you go. I mean, don't be afraid to get out there if you're a, if you're an EV uh, owner. Yeah, um, as I like to say, have. just don't go where we go because you know it's hard to find a spot. So y'all just right. go the opposite direction and we'll be good. Right. So hope this was helpful to you guys. Uh, make sure you hit that subscribe button and um, tell a friend, ring that bell uh, so you get notified for all the up and coming um, videos. So thanks a lot. So now, uh, after we've uh, discussed, you know, some EVs, some 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 off-roading things, uh, you know, now we just need a place to plug all that stuff in, right? We just I'm feeling, we, you know, I gotta say, man, it's good to be back doing a full podcast. I'm feeling a little bit like Vince Neil right now. <laughs> you get that reference? I do. Yes. Yes. So yes. Vince Neil, let me just for the for for those of you young youngsters watching. Vince Neil was in a famous band called Motley Crue. Have you heard of Motley Crue? They're they're huge. They were huge. He lives not far from us. He lives out towards Mr. Jade. I, I don't want to give out his address, although it's the gates say MC on him, so I'm not sure how you know how secretive he <laughs> wants to be. Um, and he's been going back out on the road lately, and he's pretty out of shape, and he's out of tune, and he's had some struggles. And and so my comparison here was it's been a long time since we've done a long form show. And uh, it's good to be back, man. But I'm, I'm like, you know, my chops. So I'm like, I can tell I haven't played in the band in a while, right? Like, <laughs> I'm, I'm doing things yeah. like yanking my headset out and flailing my arms around. Well, and- just to give our audience a little bit of underneath all of that, like you said earlier in the podcast, you've had some some computer glitches going on, and we we, you're 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 at an undisclosed location with just terrible Wi-Fi capability. I mean, all that stuff is. Sideshot needs one of those rock star fans on the stage. He's over here like fanning himself. <laughs> right, right. Well, we'll get we're going to get you off stage here in a minute, man. We'll we'll put you out the door. So, um, and we'll we'll do it in fashion. So, but you know, to, to to wrap this all up, I just think in a nutshell, man, we we've got we continue to have people say that electric vehicles are not going to make it. We don't have here, the infrastructure. I can, I can do it. I can do it. I got it. Because we ahead. read your comments. Hey, man, yes. this is just this is a fad, man. This is going nowhere. I just, this, you wasting your time. What do you do to that, man? I don't know. This is, this is just, well, it seems like a long <laughs> shot to me. I mean, this is just, this is just kind of a trend. Like, it's just, you just wait. There's no way they're going to be able to support. I mean, come on, man. Where are you going to plug all these things in? How am I doing? How am I doing? You're doing great, okay. man. I okay. think that that is absolutely and, perfect. And Jay and, and I are not. This is not an EV channel. We, we no. are not. We're not pro EV. We're not anti EV. We are fans of things with wheels. Yep. Especially things that go fast with wheels. Right. Um, and we are automotive industry people, and right. so um, it 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 would be foolish of us to not pay attention to it because we have seen that it is more than a fact. Well, not only that, we have colleagues in that in the automotive industry um, that uh, have been in the industry for a long time, and that's their livelihood. And there's a lot of fear that these electric vehicles are yeah. going to take jobs away, and it's just not the case. When one door closes, another one opens, and that's really how you have to look at this, because the rebuilding of of, of engines so. so Production engine rebuilding is not going to be going away for for a while. What you're seeing is a transition from that to the electric vehicle world, but it's going to take some time. But w- through that process, you have companies like Ford that, that just invested nearly $12 billion into a battery factory and uh, F-150 Lightning factory in Tennessee and Kentucky that has go, is going to create 11,000 jobs not what? take jobs away what? yeah 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 right so there you go man i mean so it, it's i think that you have to pay a little bit closer attention to it and be a little bit more open-minded in that regard um all these vehicles are going to they 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 require brake pads they well, require tires they require technology that 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 are, has already been made some of you may be working in some of those factories that are making components for these evs already and and to be clear we don't think we're done like this whole lithium battery kind of situation this is not where we're going to end up we're in a no. transition state this right. is gen one if you will 
Mm-hmm. We are moving towards something. Technology will continue to have Moore's Law is going to have to be in play. We're going to have to continue to push the envelope. You know, right. I, I would not want us to stop here because it's not, honestly, it's not, you know, these lithium batteries are not a great long term solution. So, yeah, I mean, it, we're not done yet, right? But it's, no. But we are using what we've learned to improve and push the envelope. That is correct, and it's changing so quickly. Just every year it changes and new technology comes about. But what's important here is the active cooperation at the state level in a lot of regions where they realize that the changes to infrastructure need to be made now. And what I'm what I'm saying is, is just like Oregon, California, and Washington State, the entire West Coast formed a coalition uh, for basically a, a way to, to build a charging station system, the infrastructure, so that you can easily charge your electric vehicle up. Now, there's two things you get from that. First, that electric car, your everyday usage, you, you're going to have the ability to travel interstate from one state to the other without any problem. You'll be able to plug in somewhere and, and, and get, get, get charged up. But what they're really looking at is the com- at the commercial level. So being able to charge commercial electric vehicles is huge. So in a roundabout way to get there, what I'm saying is, is we have learned that there are several states in the Midwest where the governors have gotten together to form a coalition. Um, basically, it's, a, it's an EV charging network plan. And can I, can I read was, the states? I got them. Go, go for it. Go for it's, it. It's Illinois, Indiana, Michigan, Minnesota. Minnesota. And Wisconsin. Okay. None of I those places. I have a friend from Wisconsin, and he, he always used to correct me on that. He was like, it's not Wisconsin. It's Wisconsin. Right. Right. Okay. Now, here's here's the bigger picture to this, right? So, for you not to think that this is serious, these governors think that it's serious. Serious enough that well, Michigan Well, and they didn't make that decision in a vacuum. They were compelled to do this. Yeah. Uh, by other for, factors, right? For a yeah. lot of reasons. Again, pandemic. This pandemic has driven us to rethink some of the way we we do some of the ways that we do things or have done things, and to move to a better service environment for the trucking industry, the freight line industry, um, and then also lowering emissions. Now for, we got two things against us there. First and foremost, we got a shortage on uh, of, of help in the freight line industry. Um, we we had a a, a, a pandemic. Um, now we've got log jams to where we can't get uh, truck drivers in those trucks to get those things. Yeah, you know any of the goods to you. And and I think I think Jay mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and and I can back this up. Okay, this is let me let me take one step half step back here for just a second. Okay. This is gonna this might sound just a little bit political. It's really not. It's really not. Just bear with me. It's all factual. It's good, but it might just you might just for a second think I'm about to make a political statement here. So so the states that got involved in this basically looked at the situation and said oh, I, I think, I think they said somebody's gonna do this if we don't act, somebody else will. Right. We are leaving money on the table by not being the providers of these charging stations because the states looked at it and said, this is revenue dollars that we are leaving on the table. And I'm, I'm telling you that factually because uh, one of these states, um, I forget which one specifically was state funded. Uh, did you see that, Jay? It said, um, oh, oh, it was uh, Michigan. State funded, oh, yeah. state funded EV charging network now. This is kind of like, I mean, remember, we're, we're broadcasting from an un, undisclosed location today, and they have these rules as we get buzz-bombed here by a, an insect. They have these rules here that you can't ride electric scooters, that you can't ride you know, go-karts, anything like that, unless it's a licensed vehicle. But, yeah. but you can sign up for Segway tours here that they provide. So as long as they're making money on it, it's okay. So I think this is kind of one of those things where they saw the opportunity and they said, people are going to need this. They're going to pay for it. Why shouldn't we be the ones to make that money, right? Absolutely. And even in a state, Michigan, 
where they have a franchise law where Tesla cannot be sold directly yeah. to a customer yeah. in that state. And I'm, I'm going to assume Rivian is going to be the same way. Th- those people have to go across state lines to buy and have to their buy vehicle one. delivered. Yeah. Right. But in order to have revenue come into your state, you're going to have to uh, allow people that own those types of vehicles to come into that state and be able to charge those things. But again, I think there's a couple, there's, there's another directive behind this, and I think it's the commercial vehicle aspect of this, because again, those states are heavy in, in well, incoming freight and outgoing freight. And there's more money in charging a commercial vehicle, in theory, because it takes more to charge it, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. So more kilowatt be, hours, I guess. Right. So it'll be interesting to see where this goes and how long it takes the rest of you know the country to to get on board with all that. I think again, and we'll we'll come back and revisit this, Keith. Let's mark this. Let's put this in our time capsule, like we always like to do. And that is in. I hate to say I told you so. What do you want to do? Five years. In five oh. years, okay, yeah. In five Easy. years, we're gonna, and maybe even sooner, but I think in five years you're going to see every single state in this country have some sort of uh, EV charging network in place in their state. I think that it's going to happen. That's just my opinion. You heard it. You right. heard it here first, everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so anyway, um, yeah, let's have more EVs, man. They're coming. And I, as long as they're here, I'm going to report on them. We're going to report on them. Sideshot's going to keep bringing us in. Yeah. So. More, more lucid all right. articles and all that. Yeah, so let's wrap this up. I'm going to let you guys take us out. Um, I'm just going to be uh, – th- I will say thank you to our fans for listening. Um, and these guys are going to tell you what else you need to do before we uh, get off for the day. All right, get, so your, get your motor warmed up here. Jay, thanks for coming along with us on the ride. Uh, good luck to your team there, the Braves. Uh, you know, I, I wish them the very best. I'm, I'm pretty sure they're not going to get 17 in a row at this point. But, you know, good things could happen. And, and everybody, thank you so much for coming along with us. What do they need to do? Um, so you've probably heard us say this lots, even just throughout this one video. And... Um, we need you to keep doing this and to get better at it we need you to turn that subscribe button gray like all the videos that you watch um and hit the bell so that you what is this it's my it's me showing you thumbs up it's okay. called a it's called a visual cue and hit the bell so you know when we upload <laughs> so you can watch our videos and if you want to uh you can watch or listen to the podcast by going to partscountergurus.com. Yep. Podcast tab in awesome. the top left area. Great yeah. job. Th- I'm going to be son. without a job, man. I'm, I'm working yeah. towards retirement. Yeah. So He's got, he got at least, you know, he's got to finish school. We got to get that thesis done on the, uh, what was your, whatever that, through, I, yeah. 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 We got to get him through college, man. Got to get, so we got to And then I'll be this, out so. of the job. All right, everybody. Right. I'm going to leave you with words from the late, great George Carlin. Haven't done one of these in a while. Never underestimate the power of stupid people in large groups. <laughs> Thanks for watching and subscribing. We'll see you next time. Thank you. Bye. Thanks, guys.